Welcome to Frugal Fundamentals, our virtual workshop series where we provide resources and information for athletes to succeed in and out of sports. This is our learning series that focuses on different themes athletes can use and apply to their own financial playbooks. These are live interactive workshops and we hope you like them. Yeah, so for everyone that's been tuning in, Frugal Fundamentals, our weekly kind of virtual workshop. We got Ryan Du from Trippy coming on. Uh, great guy, uh, student athlete, former student athlete, created, um, created a great platform, doing amazing things, uh, not only in the entrepreneurial space, but giving back as well. He's a coach for uh, one, of the, one of the best youth programs, youth basketball programs in Northern California, Oakland Rebels. If you guys know Damian Lillard, that's the team that he played for growing up. Um, so just one second, while he's already sent his request, we're going to let him on shortly. I'm just making sure everyone knows the topic of discussion going on. And yeah, that's basically it. We're going to get it, dive into his story, learn a little bit about his journey, what he's currently doing, all that. So with that being said, let's have him on. Gotta make this pin tweet for the people coming in late. You know, everyone has their own obligations. And this will be repurposed into podcast and video format for those that weren't able to attend. Um, but, you know, if you guys want it live and direct, appreciate you guys coming in now. Uh, with that being said, all right, let's get his founder of at be and we got to be respectful of his time because he's a busy man so let's get it pin the tweet up too late to do that anyways let's get ryan on and you guys can get the frugal shirts online check the website out i know a lot of people do yeah, what up ryan how's it going man how are good, you man. Uh, good how you doing catch us up good I'm doing all right, man. You know, yeah. it's, it's crazy, crazy times right now, but, you know, hanging in there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm overall, though, I'm, I'm well, man. It's Friday. Yeah, so, that's yeah. important, you know, especially, especially in light of what's going on. And, you know, it's important that, you know, everyone's mental health is, you know, paramount at this current, this current moment. Um, so let's get into it, though. Let's get into it. Tell us about yourself, you know, a little bit about your background. Obviously, I know you. Uh, through my younger brother, but um, yeah. tell tell the folks that don't yeah. know you from basketball, don't know you from Shark Tank. Like, what are you about? Yeah, for sure, man. So, um, you know, born and raised. My name is Ryan Du. Um, born and raised in um, in the Bay Area, Oakland, in particular. Um, you know, grew up grew up playing basketball uh, my whole life. So, you know, where I actually played for the Rebels. Now I coach for them. Um, ended up going to ended up getting the opportunity. Uh, to be, you know, for a walk on at Colgate University, where I, you know, I played basketball, um, had a really, really awesome experience there. Um, you know, while I was there um, on the team, I, uh, while I was there on the team, I uh, ended up, uh, you know, coming up with, you know, different business ideas and getting inspired by this pitch competition that happened at Colgate. Um, and I kind of decided, uh, you know, came up with an idea and decided to kind of run with it and you know while I was on the team I you know decided to really pursue it and, and build out this company and um you know I'm you know fast forward after graduation decided to take it full time and 
Um, now I'm, you know, working on it as an entrepreneur in residence at a, at a VC firm. So, That's you know. amazing. I want to take it back one step. Uh, I want to take it back a little bit. So you mentioned yeah. you, you were a walk-on. So can you talk about that process of, like, knowing you're talented at basketball, but understanding, like, you wanted to focus on your education first before possibly, you know, playing sports at the next level? Yeah. So for me, I mean, I I was a late bloomer. Right. So like I came into high school like five, five, like (laughs) you're on that CJ McCollum hype. Yeah, it was bad. Like it was I was like very underdeveloped, man. Like uh, and so I didn't honestly play varsity until my junior year at Hit Royce. Like my school is like a smaller. And then I ended up like going crazy scoring like, you know, 1300 points in two seasons. Um, I mean, I was like going, going stupid. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like I, uh, you know, I, I kind of just kind of took that. I, I had the opportunity to kind of go. Um, <laughs> my boy fit me down there. <laughs> um, but you know, I ended up, uh, you know, uh, having the opportunity to, uh, to, you know, go to a couple prep schools. Um, you know, back east. Uh, you know, the Lawrenceville school is one of them. Milton Academy was another one. Um, and then decided to, you know, you know, it was like, forget that. I'm going to really, you know, I, I got into Colgate and kind of just wanted to go to college and, you know, talk to the coaches there. And, um, and they gave me the opportunity to kind of, you know, to, to kind of work my way on the squad. Um, you know, I was, um, and, you know, they, they kind of took me in with open arms, you know, allowed me to kind of be around and, um, you know, me, I really just, you know, worked really hard, um, to, you know, to, to be able to, to be able to have that opportunity. Um, and like, it was a, you know, it was definitely tough, um, you know, not being able to, you know, maybe have, you know, as much leeway or certain opportunities as as others, but I was just grateful for the opportunity that I was given. And, you know, I love basketball. Um, you know, I'm still a part of it around the game today. Um, and, you know, I'd say my experience at the school allowed me the opportunity to, um, you know, to, to my coaches and everyone else kind of allowed me the freedom and opportunity to be able to, um, you know, to, to be able to pursue things other than basketball, but also, you know, to be able to, you know, study computer science and, you know, but also still be, you know, very ingrained and involved with the team. And um, That's what it's all about. So, yeah. like, because because of your u- unique situation, is there, like, any advice you'd have for incoming freshmen? Like, obviously, in light of, you know, COVID and everything else that's going on, um, the whole landscape of um, college sports is going to be different, especially – added to that is the you know name image and likeness um stipulations that are going to be coming into effect so what advice would you have for a student athlete coming into college or university man like what i i i like i used to tell all the freshmen that came in um you know whether it be speed normal student freshmen or this freshman on our team like make sure like you really like get involved or at least least like least try to get involved with as much as many things as possible whether you know i used to really try to push people to go to the club day to really try to just find the different groups outside of the sport because you never know what you're going to be interested in, what's going to, you know, what's going to pique your mind. And so, you know, I, I felt like, you know, I guess my biggest thing is just kind of like that. It's just kind of, you know, always just, you know, don't get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, you you know you're going to have your boys, your teammates, they're your family. Um, but, you know, get out of your comfort zone in the sense that, you know, there's other organizations on campus that are just as valuable that can give you that other sense of community and give you another sense of perspective that you might have not even thought about. You know what I'm saying? And so for I, you, yeah. so for you, how is that how the pitch competition you came about? Like, is that how you saw it? Yeah, for me, it's just like there was uh, there was this organization on campus called Thought into Action TIA. Okay. Um, and every year they would like throw this big shark tank pitch in the gym. 
and you know my sophomore year roommates you know you know you know Tim and Caleb we went up we ended up just going I think one of the times um to the gym and you know watching it and I kind of just kind of fell in love and got really excited um with kind of what was what was going on and and I kind of really wanted to be a part of it um you know I've always you know since I was little always wanted to start a uh, you know start a company I always wanted to kind of build something um but you know I I kind of decided to um you know, I probably, you know, I think I just wanted to, you know, go out and, and, and kind of experience that and kind of wanted to see, you know, what was going on. Um, and it was, you know, me just kind of allowing myself to go out and, and just do things other than basketball and stay around my teammates that I, you know, was able to, you know, immerse myself in other opportunities. So... How were you able to do all this? Because, like, I remember Richard Sherman saying one thing, like, yo, we don't have time. As student athletes, they expect us to, you know, put our, all our lives into the sport, then maintain grades to stay eligible. But you were doing all this and creating a company. So talk yeah. about, like, the different skills you need as a student athlete to kind of excel in that space. I mean, yeah, like, when people say they don't have a lot of time, like, I mean, I low-key kind of disagreed in the sense that, like, yeah, you're dead tired, like, after practice and stuff like that. But, like, there's a lot of lag time. Like, as a student athlete, like, like a lot of my work that I kind of did uh, on Trippy, like, when I was doing, like, the serious, like, heavy building was literally on the bus and in the hotel room, either when we, as soon as we got there from, like, you know, after a four-hour bus ride, like, and we got there and we had some time, like, in the hotel room or, like, you know, the, there's the time in between, you know, we used to have shoot around at, like, 10 or 11, um, you know, shoot around like 10 or 11. And so we finish that off. And then like, you know, we don't have three pregame meal till 3.30. So what are we going to do? Sit around and just, you know, sit around and watch ESPN and take a nap while we're doing that. I'm, I'm, one, you know, one, of your, one of your boys is calling you out. He said you stayed up all night. All I did. Night. <laughs> I did that too. I did but that it speaks too. to your dedication though. It speaks to your dedication. Yeah, man. It's just, I kind of, I, I come with a mindset. I came with the mindset of like, if I have if I have the time, like I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm more goal oriented, and like I'm the type of person that like I get a, like if unless I complete something, like I'm going to continue to keep getting it done and keep going for it. Um, and so you know, I, I kind of the time that I kind of found was like well, it was like stolen time. You know what I mean? Like time that you know we're on the bus. Like there's nothing else to do besides sleep. You know what I'm saying? Nothing else to do besides you know you know be on you know Twitter. Twitter or, you know, be on Snapchat or whatever. So that's the time that I would use that we had Wi-Fi, luckily. Um, yeah. That's the time that I would use to code, you know what I'm saying, or a shoot-around, you know, before shoot-around, after shoot-around, you know, after pregame meal even, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was that, like those are free hours that you're just given to just put in that, that you know, you could rest, but, yeah. you know, you just put that time in. No, that's important that you said that, especially, you know, a frugal athlete. I think it's it, it goes synonymous with what you're saying, you know, being efficient with your time, you know, leveraging, the, you know, the time that you have, you know, to make use of it. So you mentioned, you know, Trippy. So can you give, like, the audience what is Trippy all about? Um, how did you come up with the concept? How did you learn how to code? All that. Yeah, so uh, it was it was actually summer between my sophomore and junior year. I was stuck in the D.C. airport. Um, I was, like, super hungry. It was after finals. And I was actually leaving, um, leaving for, leaving, uh, you know, leaving campus. So it was, like, okay. after finals. So I had a... Had a backpack in the front, a backpack in the back, and like a duffel. So I was like super packed, and I actually was in, in DC, and I had to like trust a random stranger with my bags. 
while like while like yeah, I'm, you're not allowed to do or, that. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. But like, I wasn't trying to lug all my all my stuff around the airport when I yeah. was when I was hella hungry. You know what I'm saying? So I just at that point decided to you know I. I uh, when I was, as I kind of was walking around, I was like, well, why couldn't I just, you know, like get it, something delivered to my gate, you know, before my flight? Um, or, you know, better yet, like, why isn't there like anything? Why, why don't I know where anything is? And so I was walking, I just wanted a subway, had no idea where it was. Yeah. So at that point, I just, uh, you know, was like, oh, well, I'm pretty sure other people deal with this problem. I immediately went home, called, uh, immediately went home and I was like, I uh, did a lot of research, found out there was nothing else like it. Um, and then from there, I just, uh, you know, I actually started, uh, started the company. It was called Layover Delivery, um, oh, which okay. that was called LD. Um, and basically just like, like a, like a Grubhub or seamless for the airport. Cause that was my first problem. And then when I joined my school of entrepreneurship incubator, they were like, yeah, you're like a college student with like not much, you know, you don't have, you know, how are you going to have employees running through the airport? There's a lot of red tape with that. Yeah. I realized that I still wanted a product, so I just thought back to my first problem. Was like, I had no idea where the subway was. So I was like, oh, well, navigation, indoor navigation for indoor spaces. Boom, changed the name to Trippy um, and, and kept it moving from there. Respect. So talk about that process. Like, you, okay, you iterated it, you got the concept, you know, you made some changes. Now you're making it a business. So what... Um, you know, regulations that you have to do. Obviously, uh, you talked to your school and they helped you kind of, you know, fine tune some things. But from the business standpoint, like how, how did you go about it, especially at such a young age? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I just kind of I went through a thing of I, I kind of built first, asked questions later mm-hmm. um, in the sense that like, yeah, like my entrepreneurship and give it a PIA, which is amazing, kind of helped me, um, you know, figure out, you know, how to make a pitch or you know, how to put together a pitch deck and, you know, the, the jargon and the lingo to be able to speak to certain investors about certain things and really think about my idea deeper and, and, and more fleshed out. Um, but what I will say is that they, uh, they uh, uh, you know, a lot of the things I, I kind of just, I kind of just wanted to build an app. So I just kind of, you know, I realized that like, if I, you know, you could just wait and kind of get people's approval and kind of just, you know, a whole bunch of designs and all this other type of stuff. And, and kind of prolong that process, but I just kind of just put code to paper at like stage one, you know what I'm saying? And so kind of how I kind of started to build it was I would, you know, Google was like my best friend. YouTube was my best friend. Respect. You know? And just like, you know, I would see certain features in certain apps. Like, so for example, I wanted a feature in my app that looked similar to the iPhone home screen. In the okay. sense of like, you can see, I, you know how the iPhone home screen has all those icons. Yeah. So like I Google searched, how to build app that looks like iPhone home screen. I found out that that was called a UI collection view. And then I watched a YouTube tutorial on how to set up a UI collection view. And then from there, like I just followed the tutorial and then like, you just, I mean, you do it so many times, you do it, you do it and you kind of customize it and then you kind of commit that to memory. And so then now, anytime I want to implement a UI collection view that for any type of thing, I can pull back on that experience from that first YouTube video that I, that I watched. Um, uh, that's important, man. I feel, I feel like every athlete, student athlete, every individual needs to enroll in YouTube University and uh, College of Google. Man, it's really important. It's it's it's, it's the biggest thing because, like, you know, you like like I like I I I know I did study computer science, but I, what I will say is that my first two years and my last year, 
I mean, no, my first year and my last year were the only years that I really, like, coded like that. The rest was about computer architecture. Like, I learned Python my first semester, learned a little bit of Java second semester, didn't do well in those classes at all. And then senior year, I, you know, did study a little data science, um, and, and that was it. The rest of them were just about computer architecture and, like, you know, data structures and, and stuff like that. But, like, how I, how I learned how to build it was essentially just through, um, you know, just through following YouTube tutorials on Swift and just iterating and, and being able to kind of kind of do that. And that's my, my biggest thing, biggest advice for people is just literally don't feel like, you know, you can't do something. Like, you know, like just literally Google it, like, you know, and try to and try to follow the instructions. It's literally right there. No, I respect. Yeah, there's no excuse to learn, you know, whether it's Google, YouTube, mentor, school courses. There's no excuse to learn. And if you really want to know something, you'll make the effort to do that. Yeah. Um, so for for you, like, what advice would you have for the student athletes that want to be an entrepreneur? You know, whether it's, you know, building their own app, you know, starting their own business. Um, the rules are changing now, so they have these opportunities. But what advice would you have for them in that aspect? Man, if you have an idea, just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Respect. regardless of, like, like how, like, what it is or what people think about it. Like, especially if you're a student athlete, bro, you can just, you can fall, you can fall, and you fall in a very soft place. Like, you have no kids for the most part you might but you know no like not not too many other responsibilities you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you know like this is it's probably in college you have so many resources and professors around you that can help you you know take that take it on to the next level and so if you have an idea just like go for it and then like you know build first ask questions later and and then you know when you finally have a product out then you can get people's feedback on it but a lot of people just kind of just like think like oh well I might do this, but I, not, I might not have the time or like, oh, like I want somebody, you know, I, I want to build this app and I need somebody to build it for me. It's just kind of just like figure out how to get it done. You know what I'm saying? And just yeah. like, you know, and, and just, you know, if you're in college, like it's literally the best time to really kind of build because there's so much around you, like, you know, from professors to other really brilliant, intelligent students um, that you can really, you know, utilize those resources and, and get, get what you want to get done. No, I really love what you said right there because, you know, in terms of testing the product, you have a whole database of classmates that can test the product for you. You have resources in terms of mentorship with the, you know, faculty and, and teachers. You have, you know, you have a landing spot in the sense of, like, you can try something that, you know, may pique your interest. If it doesn't work, you have time to move on to the next thing. You know, those, you know, those, those years are key moments for you to really you know find what you want to do and like you said if you have an idea execute on it if it doesn't work on to the next thing if it does keep going keep iterating and uh keep shining so for you obviously student athletes only two percent of those athletes go and uh, make it onto the elite level so for you you know you went all in what was that process like for you you know when you were done with your college career yeah so for me i i i decided to you know I, I decided to kind of just, just go, go for what I was doing, you know what I'm saying, with the same, and I just took that same energy and that same competitive nature to the business world. Um, you know, I, it's, I, found it, I found it actually interesting that, you know, most of the, a lot of the, a large percentage of the entrepreneurs in that program were actually student athletes. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, and like every single one that made it to that final pitch competition was a Division One athlete. Like, all five of us, like, and we didn't get chosen on purpose because we were athletes. It's just how it is. It's just how it was. And so a lot of athletes are in that program. So you, do you think student athletes have, like, 
entrepreneurship built in them or it was yes. just like by chance? Yes, I think it, it, you're, you're built for it. Like in the sense of you're knocked down so many times, you take so many L's, you've lost so many games in your life <laughs> that like you, you get told no one time. It's like, okay, like I'm going to go to the drawing board. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like before my Shark Tank pitch, like it didn't go well, but like before it, like, I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I had my headphones and like really like going crazy. Like, I was like huh. about to play a game. It's like you bring that same type of energy to, to, yeah, you bring that same type of energy that you bring to whether the, the, the basketball court or the football field or wherever you're at to the business. And like, whether it be like taking a loss or, you know, making connections and, and, you know, working, you know, teamwork um, and uplifting people around you, it's the same thing. Um, and so it, it really just kind of breeds, I think, uh, I think sports really breeds the best entrepreneurs and, and, and breeds really good entrepreneurs. Um, and it's, it's great that you said that and you brought up Shark Tank because I really feel like your profile um, really jumped after your Shark Tank episode. And right. can you talk about that? Because, you know, a lot of people could have crumbled. A lot of people could have took that, that um, you know, that popularity and like, you know, stopped, you know, pursuing what they wanted. So how did you use that, you know, both the positives and negatives from that situation to really, you know, enhance what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, like, I like the only thing that kind of bothered me from that, um, you know, I, I felt like I was portrayed in a sense that kind of wasn't me. Like, um, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I, I think that from that, I kind of was kind of shown they, they kind of took me as like this kid who, you know, didn't at the time. I think we only had 800 users and we only had four airports. Hmm. Um, you know, and so, you know, they took it as like, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't have much, but yet like I'm asking for, you know, this investment. Um, but I took it as like, given the fact that I was a division one student athlete with not much time on my hands, um, that, you know, with, with not many resources, you know, if you given, you know, if I've been able to make lemonade with a little bit of lemons, just imagine if you would have given me some more. Exactly. Made. And that's kind of what I was trying to portray, but it kind of got lost in this translation, which is fine. Um, but, you know, I, I'd say that, you know, I, I kind of used it to my advantage in the sense that it kind of really allowed me the ability to um, kind of grow as, a, as, you know, per, as a person. I think I felt like, I feel like I've also kind of matured a little bit in the sense of, you know, if you can kind of, you know, have that type of an experience um, on such a national stage, I, I don't feel like too much, uh, not, not too much, uh, you know, bothers me. Um, now, in the sense that, you know, I don't really kind of get, get kind of swayed in certain situations or kind of get shaken. Um, and it kind of, you know, allowed me the ability to kind of, you know, get a, get a good circle of people around me. Um, you know, whether it be, um, you know, my friends, you know, a lot of people, you know, before that situation were really hitting me. Um, a lot of people were, you know, really hitting me, trying to be in my circle, trying to be my friend, um, you know, and really, really, really not you know, had, but really not really having my best intention, not, you know, my best, yeah. intention, uh, their best intentions. Um, but, you know, I was able to kind of really kind of, you know, close down my, you know, you know, close, narrow down my circle and kind of get, um, you know, a lot of people that really genuinely cared about me. Um, and, you know, whether it be, you know, cousins and, you know, like a lot of my boys in the school, it kind of really showed me who was really, really for me. And, and it really kind of helped me, um, you know, really kind of, yeah, just really kind of helped me yeah. individually. Um, I love so that you, I love that you said that about, you know, cause I'm sure your phone was blowing up after that episode. Like what Man. it was like, yo, I saw you on Shark Tank. How can I invest? I mean, I even remember hitting you up. I was like, yo, um, if you, if you know, if you need any help in that, then that's in that sense, you know, yes. uh, let me know. Cause I've been investing, but that's yeah. besides the point, but you talked about, you know, 
knowing, understanding like who's really for you and who's really just like, uh, like part of the moment. And as student athletes now, um, with these new rules in place, whether it's being able to make money now, um, being able to use their image, name, image, and likeness, what advice would you have for them? And like, where do you see the NCAA going moving forward? You know, you work with young kids, you know, young prodigies that are, you know, going to hopefully take those next steps, depending on how you're coaching them. I got to check that out. <laughs> oh, man. Well, like, I want to jump into that real quick. Like, uh, I, like uh, I, I got my first job, you know, back from college from my Uncle Sam, actually, who just commented. Um, and he basically just kind of introduced me to that whole coaching. Um, basically from there, um, well, respect you know, to your uncle. You learn more when you teach, man, man. And just, I didn't even, I hated it for like the first like month. Like I was missing practices. Like I wasn't doing well. And then like, I kind of saw the value in the kids getting better. And like, it's my favorite thing to do now. So, you know what I'm saying? So all that to say, yeah. um, you know, I, I, the, 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 the advice that I, I would give is just, you know, it's a, it's a young student athletes. It's just like, you know, whether you're done playing or not, just like follow your passion. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, like, I had no idea that coaching or any of that was going to be a part of my my thing. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't anything, a part of my trajectory. I just needed money. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, I'm now, like, I, I don't know if you, I don't even know if I told you this, but I'm working on an app for basketball stats that's built out and, you know, trying oh, to Oh, so you just, you just trying, you just trying to take over the world then, huh? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Actually, the app <laughs> is crazy. Uh, my team uses it. A couple other AAU teams use it. Um, basically trying to replace the digital scorebook for AAU. You know, they only take fouls and stuff, but basically it's an easier way to kind of take all the stats for all the games. But we can get into that another time. But oh, no, no doubt. Yeah, essentially, like, um, you know, I'm just following my passion, man. And so, essentially, it's like, you know, I, I had no intention of, of being coached, but now that I'm in that situation, I see problems that need to be solved. I see issues, and I can bring that same thinking that I bring with Trippy to, you know, something that I love and care about and can build, you know what I'm saying? And so it's all because of just me just, you know, not allowing myself to succumb to, you know, you know, you know, you know, you need to, you know, why can't you work at a tech company, be a software yeah. engineer? Like, yeah, I can code. Yeah, that's easy. But like, you know, and, and yeah, I'm, you know, I, it's easy, but like, I really want to have, you know, do something in with my life that is, meaningful that is you know something that you know is not only giving back to my community but something that i really love and you know so so when i when i when i was able to kind of get back and get into coaching it kind of really helps me um you know it kind of really kind of helped me because i'm able to kind of still be super entrepreneurial in the sense of building products and solving problems from you know using my tech background but then also being able to you know still be around the game that, that i really love you know no, it's really amazing that you talked about that, you know, not only from the, you know, coaching side, because it seems like you've been able to, you know, find yourself more through coaching. Right. And it gives you more purpose and more direction in your, your entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial and ventures. So I uh, commend you for that. I think it's really important, especially as student athletes. Now that money's involved and they're, you know, whether they want to do like marketing, whether they want to do branding, whether they want to do businesses, it's really important to find what you like, what you're good at and what, you know, gives you purpose. Because right. if not, you're going to be all over the place. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and my advice for that is just be like, build out your personal brand. You know what I'm saying? Like at this sense, you know, like. Like, like it is the best time for, for, you know, the Instagram, Instagram is, there's a lot of bad things with Instagram, um, in the sense of the person mental health and stuff like that and, and social media in general. But I mean, it allows you to kind of build a network, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these young, especially super talented, you know, 
talented student athletes, like they're not going to really lose their followers, yeah. even when they even when they grow up. Like, like people are going to still follow them, and and, and, and they're going to always have that platform, which is never before seen. You know, a lot of people like it's harder to lose relevance now because you know you don't really lose you don't really lose your platform. And so, and so my, my, my advice to them is just be like, take advantage of it and build it up as much as possible. Reinvent yourself. You know what I'm saying? Don't just be known as, you know, Sam the Hooper. You know what I mean? Be known as like Sam the Hooper and the activist who also, who also knows how to, who also is trying to, you know, become, build a business in some sense. You know what I'm saying? That's important. And so, yeah. So what would you say for like the student athlete, you know, build their personal brand? Like, where do you see it going? Obviously, you know, you just missed the cutoff when it comes to all these things coming in place. And I'm sure it would have changed how, you're, how you went about your, your, your career. But should they hire a marketing manager? Should they, like, you know, focus on these different things that allows them to make money? How do they go about it? Or should it just be like, you know, do what you like. If something comes out of it, cool. If something doesn't, cool. But follow your passions, play your sport, take advantage of your, you know, college career. I think it depends on who you are. Like, you know, if you're, like, a blue chip, like, you know, kid with, like, you know, like, large audience and, like, you know, you can make money off of, like, you know, promoting a certain thing, then, like, yeah, like, get a marketing manager, make sure it's somebody who's around you that can, you know, put you in the right situations to succeed and not take your money away. But, you know, for the for the average student athlete, it's not going to be, things aren't going to change too much, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In the sense that if an average student athlete, like, you know, you're not going to be, you know, you're going to have hundreds of thousands of followers that, you know, brands aren't going to be hitting you up, giving you free merch to, to, to rock around all the time. I mean, some some yeah. are. You mean, yeah. but like, you know, for I'm talking about for the Colgate field hockey player yeah. or for the or for the, you know, tennis player at at, uh, at Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like it is. So, so for those for those athletes, um, you know, it's it's all about just kind of like 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 building your personal brand and kind of showing people that you're more than just like like LeBron says, you're more than just an athlete. You know what I'm saying? That that you bring value to people other than just your entertainment. And people are going to follow that because, you know, you're you have a personal brand and people people support brands and if you if they if they if they rock with your brand and they trust your brand, this the sales will follow, right? You think Thanks. about like like all uh, like you know post malone i believe like like sold out of like his like foot flip-flop brand or whatever yeah. and it's literally just because he's post malone it's not because the flip-flops are any better than you know yeah. any other flip-flops it's because of the brand and so it's kind of like in the sense that if you can kind of reinvent yourself and really touch people and offer value to people in more ways than just you know your your god-given talents in turn uh, on the field then you know you can you can really become um you can, yeah, you can, you can, you can essentially, uh, you know, kind of build a, build a brand for yourself that then when you decide to, you know, venture outside and, uh, of, of your sport and, and stuff like that and really kind of, you know, build, whether it be a business or something like that, um, you know, people are going to support you because they believe in you as a person and they, and they support you as a brand. Man, that was a word. Um, and so much, thank you so much, Ryan, for taking the time. Before I let you go, I want to talk about, you know, obviously, you know, college athlete, college student athlete, started this entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Personal finance. How were you able to bootstrap, you know, this operation? And, like, what advice would you have for, you know, anyone coming up beforehand, like, to make sure, like, this is what you need to do. This is how, how much money you need to allocate. If you want to bootstrap, this is what you need to do. Like, can you talk about that process? We don't have to get to specific numbers, but how yeah. are you able to do it? Yeah, so for me, I mean, I was, like, like I mean, like, I, I luckily was able to have the privilege to be able to have a MacBook laptop, 
You know what I'm saying? I, I was able to be given the privilege to be able to have that, which, you know, some people don't. Um, but, you know, I, I would say that, you know, a lot of stuff out there, you know, they, like you try to spend as least amount of money as possible. Expenses like, low. Yeah, I'll tell a story of there was a about this was early uh like when I, when I was designing trippy like trippy was already built but it wasn't really in the app store yet um and some and uh i was given i was recommended this design firm to really make trippy super pretty and dope and i was like oh like this is a no-brainer like i talked to the founder and you know he may put some dope designs together and like the price was like 15 racks and i and and before that i had just won $22,000. So I had the money to pay it because uh -huh. I won a pitch competition. So like, I was like this, this close to doing it, <laughs> this close to doing it. Cause it was, the designs were dope. Yeah. The firm was amazing. I was this close to doing it. And then I just like decided like, let me just see like what else is out there. Right. And so I found out this, I found this design software called sketch. And then I came across this website called sketch app resources which essentially SketchUp Resources gives you a whole bunch of UI kits that, you know, outside designers just will design, like, nice apps for free and, like, give you that resource. And so I was, like, and so I would design these. I would have to download these UI kits, and, like, these designs were dope. And I would, like, just modify them for Trippy. And, like, okay, I like this, take certain elements for those, and I actually made a dope app that looks pretty for free. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I could have spent 15 So you saved $15,000. Yes. And then I told I told the guy that uh, I wasn't trying to do it. He's like, oh, well, you know, let's do it for six. And I'm like, aha. All right. You were, yeah. just, trying, you were just trying to get me, bro. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> no, like, that's a great story because I remember yeah. when I first started, I built out my website. I was like, yo, people, you got to make it sick. You have all this great content. I spent way more money than I could have. Like, right. companies, like, obviously they do great work, but some of them, you know, they get the client and then they just white label it out and pay someone else to do it for a cheaper price and then charge you. So I love, I love how you like searched a little bit more before, um, you know, making that, that final purchase. Yeah, man, just do the, do the, like, like literally like, like, um, you know, just like, like, like the, the spend the least amount of money as possible. And then when you do get money, like buy an asset. So like, yeah. for example, like, I'm like, I'm making money through basketball training right now or, you know, the, the firm the, for the firm that I work with or whatever. So, like, I mean, I've been starting to buy, like, basketball meme accounts. Like, and, like, because I know that, like, it's like... Oh, so, you, so you're not playing around with this basketball thing. What oh, yeah, bro. Right? If you look up Baller... T yeah, yeah, search... I'll, I'll actually put it in the comments. Okay. Uh, baller TikTok. So, if you look at that, um, look up that account. Like, you know, like, I, like I'm, I mean, I have a couple others, too, but just, like, Basically, like, I'm using my money to, like, instead of, like, buying, like, you know, like, you know, clothes. Like, I'm bro, I'm still wearing my grout fit from Colgate, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, I spend, like, heck, I, you know, I, I spend my money and my, uh, you know, my, my resources on, like, different assets that are going to help me at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And so I kind of invest all my money that I get back into myself. And so, and so, you know, and I know that that will eventually pay me back. And so that's kind of the mindset that I come to everything with is I don't really give I don't really spend too much money. Like I love to go, like, you know, I, love, I still have fun, but like I, 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 the money that I do have, I just kind of, I, if I spend it for the most part, I, I spend a lot of it back into things that will kind of hopefully give me, you know, you know, passive residual income or things that can help me, uh, help me grow, uh, you know, 
two, three steps ahead. And so that's kind of what I, how I think about money. No, it's great. And it's really important. You know, student athletes, especially as you guys get money, um, personal finance is big. You know, buy assets, think long term. Um, and Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to join us, especially during this week uh, with everything going on. I'm so happy for you. Definitely going to see you going places. Um, but where can people find you? Obviously, you have at Baller TikTok in the comments. Um, we're definitely going to repurpose this podcast, YouTube, all that. Um, IGTV, possibly. Um, yeah. But where, they can, where can they find you? Where can they download the apps? Yeah, man. So Trippy, yeah, yeah. Trippy, Trippy saved me in Chicago. Man, I, I remember I texted you. I think I was like, yo, thank God. Because, you know, like when you go to certain airports and it's like, yo, there's always that one restaurant you go to. But the terminal I landed, and I was like, oh, no, where's this? So trippy. Yeah, man, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you using it, man. I guess, you know, people can follow me on, you know, Instagram. I will follow you back. Follow me on Instagram, uh, you know, Twitter. So I'm at Ryan Do both. Um, trippy app or, you know, the app that I'm building right now is called Sports Cloud. It's not, it's not in the app store yet. Um, but it's coming out soon. Uh, you know, if you want to uh, just DM me or, uh, you know, I saw some comments uh, people might have wanted it. Um, you know, DM me, text me, or, or I'll text it to you, uh, you know, just to yeah. get you to try it out. But I'm sure one of my boys will definitely want to tap in. He's like Man. a soccer guy. He does he does that. So um, if that can be translated into soccer, I know he's going to text you probably. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. It's, it's, I'm trying to get it for everything. Like I said, advanced stats for youth sports. You know, we get player efficiency, true shooting percentage, like, try to, like, basically replace the pen and paper process of, mm-hmm. of taking stats. Just a little, you know, just a little. My guy, Adrian, I know he's salivating right now. He's probably <laughs> like, yo, where where can I get that? So, respect. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, thanks man. for having me, man. No, man. Thank you so much. I want you to enjoy your time, and, you know, best of luck. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Frugal Fundamentals are originally posted live on our Instagram or private Zoom link. For more information on how you can join our private virtual workshops, check the show notes below.